Dr. Veronica is an MD. And for her, that means many dimensions. She's a surgeon, health coach, medical intuitive, and third-degree black belt. Now she's here to talk to you about your health, your happiness, and your world. Are you ready to see clearly? This is Wellness for the Real World with Dr. Veronica on 920 The Jersey. This is Dr. Veronica, and you are listening to Wellness for the Real World. I'm Dr. Veronica Anderson. I'm a medical doctor and medical intuitive. You're going to find out more about that as you listen on. But today, I want to welcome some interesting people. I'm not going to tell you about them until right before because, yeah, I got to keep you listening here. But we're going to talk about all matters of health, your life, your world, and your purpose. And why do we do this? We do this because in order for you to have a happy and fulfilling life and to be well physically and emotionally, you have to understand what you're not being told. And so here we are on Wellness for the Real World because the truth shall set you free and the truth heals. I'm here. I have my co-host, Russell Cook. Russell, how are you today? Life is good, Veronica. How's everything there with you? Everything's fabulous. And, well, life is not as fabulous as we like it to be for you. I know you're there nursing your father all the way over there in Ohio, and how's he doing? Uh, he's doing much, much better. Um, he had a nasty fall, and we thought we were going to lose him for sure. Um, but he's made an amazing comeback. He is a tough old buzzard, I'll tell you. And hey, how old is he now? He's 94, I think? 94. 94, yep. yeah. So we've all been going through some some issues with our parents. I got to just, you know, my, my father has been hospitalized for over four weeks. Um, we've been concerned about some memory loss, and there's been some back and forth about what is the best solution for his living at this point in time. Um, and my father is an electrical engineer and um, was at one point the chairman of IEEE. And so very, very bright man, learned, um, was a great dad. And now it's, okay, how do we figure out what we're supposed to do next? And um, it's just been difficult. So I understand, and I know a lot of us understand about dealing with um, our parents, our children, all that other type of stuff. But in the meantime, we have to deal with our own lives. And this is where it gets really stiff, sticky and difficult because you're, you got stress, 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 stress and on your body, on your life. And, you're, and you want to say, well, it's time for me to do. It's time for me to live. But how do I know what exactly it is that I'm here and I'm supposed to do. So I'm, I'm segueing into my next guest because one of the reasons I'm here and actually telling you as an audience that I'm a medical intuitive, yes, I'm an eye surgeon by training, but I'm also clairvoyant, claircognizant, and all those other things. I can see in the past lives, my own, other people's. I'm telling this to you because this particular lady gave me the courage to actually talk about it. Um, Jane Sanders, and her name is spelled J-A-Y-N-E, Jane Sanders is a scientific hand analyst. And you say, what is a scientific hand analyst? It's not the same as a palm reader, but it is almost kind of the same as a palm reader. But she's going to explain the difference to you. 
Um, and I, I know, Russell, you're going to be chomping at the bit to ask questions about this. And um, I want people. Yes, <laughs> this this is very exciting stuff. It's cutting edge stuff. And it's actually when we say scientific, it's scientific. So let me just set this up. In late 2012, it was December 2012, I go to this entrepreneurial conference out in Las Vegas. We're meeting a lot of people. Some of the people that I knew were sitting down at the table to eat. And there was this lady there sitting at the table with these handprints in front of her. And I said, oh, what are you doing? And she says, oh, I, I take handprints and I do an analysis on them. And I tell you about what your life purpose is and your life path um, based on what are the markings in your hands. And I said, oh, that sounds cool, really interesting. Now, I'm sitting at the table also with um, another lady who's very psychic and another lady who does some metaphysical work. And, you know, we're all in we're all metaphysical, except I'm the person at the table who's not admitting it yet, although I got called out by the woman there who was psychic <laughs> at that same meeting. So I, I, I meet Jane at that time. I didn't know who she was, her name. I do my handprint. She said, let me just, you know, I'll do a mini and tell you exactly what I see. She tells me a few things and says, oh, wow, you have some markings that you know I don't see a whole lot. And then about a month later, we get on the phone. After she does the full analysis, we get on the phone and she proceeds to tell me about what is in my hands. And it was so stunningly accurate about me that you know that this is not something that you can Google about me. These are not traits that you can go and look up and say, oh, she went to this school and that's cool and she does this, that and the other thing. We are not talking about that. We're talking about core the way I was made, we're talking about my soul journey through time, my journey from where I started to where I am now. And I'm not just talking about this life because a lot of these markings you come into your life with. Some of them can change, but you come into your life with. And so it's telling you here is what you are here for. And so Jane proceeded to tell me, Veronica, you have... I, I believe it is eight gift markings in your hand and only a certain percentage, a small percentage of the population has any gift markings in their hand. doesn't mean it's bad if you don't have any, but you have several of them, which means that you're really set up high to do this. Now, let me just say this. Parents get all up in arms when their kids are not in the gifted and talented program. Oh, my gosh. You're not in the special class with the people so that the parent can brag about who their kid is and what they did. Well, this gave a new meaning to gifted. Really, seriously gave a new meaning to gifted. Now I know with certainty what my life path and purpose is. A lot of it I am on. Um, in fact, I have a medical stigmata in my hand, interestingly. And I had another lady who was a clairvoyant um, long ago tell me, you're a healer, you've always been a healer, meaning that it had been in several lifetimes I've been going through and traveling and being a healer. And I know you guys are saying, oh, my gosh, who is this weird doctor on here? Is she a real doctor or is she a quack? Well, yes, I'm a real doctor. I graduated with honors. I'm originally from New Jersey. Yes, I forgot to say we're on 920 The Jersey. So 920 The Jersey Yes, I am one of your women here, <laughs> um, born and bred, proud to say. Um, but 
I want to introduce to you Jane Sanders, scientific hand analyst. She was an MBA and in 25 years in corporate world before she found her life purpose of doing the scientific hand analysis. Jane, welcome to Wellness for the Real World on 920 The Jersey. Oh, thank you, Dr. Veronica. Very happy to be here. I just, I love listening to you rant. You just have these wonderful rants that are that are deep and profound and, and entertaining at the same time. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much. And part of the reason I, I did radio before, some people may have listened to my podcast that I did for a long time, co-hosting with Russell. But now here I am on this AM radio station and enjoying the family here. It's wonderful. I got Al in the background who produces for me and we have profound chit chats behind the scenes. Um, but tell me, Jane, tell, tell us just a little bit first about what is scientific hand analysis and then how did you actually come about it? Because the, what's interesting about this and me is all of my friends who are in these metaphysical fields, we didn't start out there. We happened upon it. Um, and you're one of those people that you were doing something else and you happened upon this. So tell us first exactly what it is how it differs from palm reading, and then how you got into it. Yeah. Well, you know, officially, it's not even metaphysical. It's it's quite scientific. And um, the the science part is that the lines in your hands mimic the neural pathways in your brain. Um, Neurologists are getting involved with this. Geneticists, because there are similarities in families. I even see similarities in groups, you know, because of law of attraction, but um, the only similarity to palm reading is some of the languaging and, you know, the, the, the names of different areas of the hand. The roots are in ancient palmistry, but with hand analysis, because it's scientific, there are no predictions to it. This is not, a hand analyst is not somebody to go to to get your future told. Um, you know, the only prediction I would ever make with a hand analysis, with 100% certainty, by the way, is that if, I don't care how good your life is now, if you take action on what's in your hands, it will get even better. So that's the exciting part. It's not just fascinating, it's actionable. But, excuse me, I got involved in it because I was not happy in my work. I mean, I just kept hitting this wall of unfulfillment and was in my third career, uh, which everyone was successful, by the way. You know, I was by any right successful and a million-dollar producer when I was in sales and things like that, blah, 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 um, but was never really happy. Something was missing, and I knew I was supposed to be doing something else, but I just could not figure it out. I was just stuck, and stuck stinks. Um, So speaking of parents... Mine both passed away really close together, and it was just a real wake-up call that life is short. So I just buckled down and went online and started Googling life purpose because I knew that's what was missing, the articulation of that. And long story short, ran across hand analysis because that's the, the main claim to fame is that it identifies in your hands, in your wiring, your innate life purpose, how you're meant to make a difference in the world, the gifts you have to help you do that, and the blind spots and challenges keeping you from it. Um, and I was like, whoa, I got to do this. And I got my, you know, hands 
analyzed. And by the way, I was very skeptical. I'm like, oh, man, I don't need a palm reading. You know, that would be fun. And I believe in all that and have used all that, but it never was enough. And uh, some was helpful, but it just wasn't enough. And then I saw the word scientific, and that sort of appeased my, as I refer to it, my anal MBA skepticism. <laughs> and <laughs> so I did it, and it changed my life. You know, and of course it didn't say, Jane, you're supposed to be a scientific hand analyst. It's not a job description, for God's sakes. That would be crazy. But um, it really got me on the path and on the direction. and gave me clarity, and I started taking action on the blind spots and challenges to work on. And my life started changing, and within a few months it led me there. So I just thought, oh, my God, I have to do this for other people. I have to help people feel the way I do. You know, it's just so inspired about my work and fulfilled. So that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Yes. So just for those who are interested in knowing, I'm going to give this several times. I would like you always to be able to find me and my guests. You can find me at drveronica.com. You can find me on social media on my fan page, Dr. Veronica Anderson. And Jane, her website is Precision Wisdom. Precision Wisdom. Think about that. So first, tell Tell us, is there's a way people are looking, if you're not driving, at their hands and saying, what do these lines mean? And so on. I know you do radio and do a lot of descriptions, so you can give a very accurate description where people can look at their hand and know a, a few things about it. So explain, which should we look at one hand or the other and something that you can tell us that we can know right now just listening on air? Okay, yeah. Um <clears throat> First of all, the three, and it doesn't matter which hand you look at, generally right hand is what you present in business and out in the world, and generally left hand is inner stuff and family and things closer to you. Um, But both hands, we look at both hands, and there are three major lines, and these are, this is part of the piece that's similar to palmistry. You have a heart line, a head line, and a life line. And the heart line is the uppermost horizontal line that starts underneath the pinky finger and goes across. And where it ends tells us your relationship style, how you communicate in relationship, how you express love and affection, how you prefer love and affection to be expressed to you. And this is sort of like the marriage saver, because if you know your style and your spouse's style or your partner's style, it is so helpful so that you don't just assume somebody's being obtuse. You know, they're just, they're being, they're they're being true to their design. And, you know, for example, my husband and I have opposite heart styles and learning that was so helpful in understanding each other and having compassion and, you know, being more patient with each other. But if there are four basic heart type. So this, by the way, is like 1% of things that we look for in the hands, but it's something that people generally, you know, there's, that's the problem. You know, it's not that easy. That's why we get paid the big bucks. You know, it's, it's not clear, but on a lot of your hands who are listening, you will be able to tell if it swoops and stops underneath, anywhere underneath the middle finger, then it's called um, a hermit or a social hermit. And very quickly, that just mean, doesn't mean you're supposed to live in a cave. It just means that you're, you keep your emotions close to the vest. 
generally until you really trust. But you can be very loyal in relationship. You, you, um, your alone time is very, very important to you, and you will arrange your life to get the freedom that you need. You don't like feeling possessed. You don't like feeling clung to. You take commitments very seriously because when that time comes, you don't want to feel trapped. You want to make sure that's what you want to do, and you don't want to flake out because hermits have very high personal integrity. Um, most people, by the way, are a mix of heart styles, but that's the hermit. Um, if it goes all the way up to, and sometimes you have to get in really good light because the lines can get more fine the longer they go, but if it goes all the way up to the index finger, has this long, shallow curve to it and goes all the way to the index finger or just inside the index finger, it's a big heart. And it means exactly that. You're just love and nurturing and connection, and you really want to help people. That's what's very important to big hearts. Um, And, for example, I have both. So I'm a mix of hermit and big heart. Um, Some people have one that goes sort of straight across the hand to at least halfway between the middle finger and the index finger. And if it goes straight across to at least that far or further, it's called a romantic idealist. And a general rule is that in any area in the hand, the longer the line, the more time you spend in whatever that line means. Um, So a romantic idealist is a long line so that you spend a lot of time thinking about and analyzing your emotions and your feelings. And you love long, deep, meaningful conversation. And you um, like um, a true romantic idealist is very considerate in relationship because they're thinking about it a lot, right? So, and they can be romantic, but not super mushy. Same with the hermit. Big hearts can be more mushy. And then the last one has a real strong curve to it and curves up to just inside the middle finger. So it has a a big curve to it. And another general rule is that the more curve in the line, the more emotion, the more outward emotion. And this curvy one that goes up to the middle finger is called the passionate. So that's somebody who's just very passionate about life, very enthusiastic, you know, can be the life of the party, can be a little dramatic. And passionates want what they want, and they want it now. And on the master (laughs) path, they'll figure out how to get it rather than and ask for what they want. They model asking for what they want rather than dropping hints and being manipulative or getting angry when they don't get what they want. And that's, by the way, the, the, the high road, the master path of all the markings. Every marking has both sides, right? You know, yes. a master path and student path. Anyway, so people can look at their hands and kind of get a general idea, but some will split off and have three on one hand, you know, so it can be complicated. Yes. So this is Wellness for the Real World. I'm Dr. Veronica. We are on 920 The Jersey. You can stream us on 920thejersey.com. And I want to have Russell jump in here and ask a few questions. Let me just say, Jane gave us that nice description. And I want to let you know that that's probably 
three or four percent of what you learn when you get a scientific hand analysis. It's just yes, it's actually. so, so yeah. little. It's wonderful to know, OK, this is the we all know about this, quote unquote, love line. Everybody knows about the big stuff. But we want to know a little bit more than that. So, Russell, jump in and ask Jane some questions. OK, Jane, it's good to talk to you. Um, I find this really fascinating. I I have a question for you. Do you only look at the palms? Do you look at, like, say, the fingerprints or the length of fingers Uh, in relation to each other? Yes, we look at everything, Russell, everything. And the fingerprints actually are very, very important, and they contain um, the, the three most important things you learn in a hand analysis, which is your life purpose, your life lesson, which is the biggest blind spot keeping you from living your purpose consistently and feeling that joy and fulfillment everybody wants. And you also learn your life school, which is, it's, it's your operating system, you know, the overarching energy of your life. So the fingerprints are very, very important. And by the way, many people, I think at least half the people that I analyze have fingerprints in the palm of their hand and they don't even know it. So that's kind of cool. But yes, we look at the fingers. We look at the length of the fingers, the length and width of every section, the shape of your palm, all the lines, you know, your thumbs. Everything means something. And what's really cool is I don't have to do this in person. I have clients. <laughs> yeah, I have clients in Canada and in Europe, and it's uh, they. I mail out a hand printing kit. They take their prints, mail them to me, and then we have a recorded phone call. So um, uh-huh. you don't even have to go anywhere. Yes. So tell us how we might use this to help our life. And so I know how it helped my life. It just was, um, it gave me the courage to say that I am who I am. I mean, it was Jane who said, you have these gift markings and uh, several of the gift markings are intuitive markings. And so this is a really huge part of you and you have to start doing something with it and talking about it. Now, I've known for a long time that I, I had these abilities. I didn't know necessarily they were different from the rest of the world. And probably about, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I started saying, mm, you know, everybody doesn't see things the way I do. And I just kind of know these things. And I don't even know how I know these things. But mom is the word. I'm a doctor. I can't say anything. Everything is based on a case controlled, double blind, retrospective study. So I better keep my mouth shut. And Jane made me open my mouth and um, you know, the reception is wonderful uh, because a lot of people want to know about these um, spiritual th- th- spiritual qualities about them um, and which I've been able to help them um, put it together so they know that they're absolutely not crazy. They know what's going on and how it connects to their body. And that's the type of work I do as a medical intuitive. So, Jane, Tell us also, give us some examples how your scientific hand analysis has helped people. And Jane also does coaching after this because you get a reading. You get an analysis. I'm going to call it a reading, but it's an analysis. You get all of this information and you're like, what do I do with this? So Jane also, (laughs) seriously, Jane also has very good coaching after it. If you choose to have coaching after it so that she can tell you about here's what this is and here's what it means when you're on your master path, which means you're going going in the right direction and you're really, you know, hitting that grand slam. And here's what your student path looks like. A lot of people who come 
um, might be on their student path and they know that they're not doing the way things should go. Um, so tell us how you've helped people with this. Yeah, um, thank you. And, and, you know, nobody's ever on the master path 100% of the time. We all go back and forth. So, yeah, the, I mean, really what I do is, is what I call purpose coaching. And the hand analysis is the entree tool. And so deep and profound. But it has taken people from being broke to, you know, my, my ideal poster child client started was making six figures within six months because she found out what her gifts were and her purpose and just stepped into it, you know, started living it. Um, my life changed because of taking action on my student paths and, um, you know, just moving forward and getting myself, making myself the best I can possibly be. Um, again, off and on because nobody's on the master path hundred percent of the time. I've had people, um, change careers because they weren't happy in their work. And one thing that's easy for me to do is connect the dots and identify for people their ideal work. Now, they then have to take action to get into it. But, um, you know, they're just like I was. I was not in my ideal work, and I kept getting bored and unfulfilled. Um, it has helped with relationships because the people understand each other better. It empowers people, gives them confidence and permission to really step into their authenticity and live it. They become better leaders, better managers, more clarity on what they want to do in their life, and it helps them leave the legacy that they're meant to leave. People want to make a difference. They want meaning in their lives, and by learning their innate purpose, and getting guidance on how to step into that and live it, it is deeply life-changing and profound. I absolutely agree. Now, we are a couple minutes from wrapping up, so I just want to, again, let the audience know if you would like to reach Jane, precisionwisdom.com. Her name, Jane, J-A-Y-N-E Sanders. I want to make sure you spell it right because I know everybody goes to Google. <laughs> but also, yeah. um, you know, go, if you send a note to me, drveronica.com, any of my guests, I know how to get to them obviously very easily and quickly. That's how I got him on my show. And uh, Jane, just a bit, we have two minutes left. A word about gift markings. Gift markings are indications of extra potential talent in different areas. And they are very, very important because they're rare. You know, at most 20% of the entire world has just one. So that means 80% of people don't. Now, that said, there are people with no gift markings who are making an amazing difference in the world and people who have 15 who suck, you know, because they're not using their gifts and they're stuck in their student path. But they're really important, and they have a student path too. So if you're not using them, you get a kick in the butt. You know, basically God, spirit, source, whatever your word is, is saying, hey, Dr. Veronica, you got these gifts and you're not using them, so you know, I'm going to get your attention here with a wake-up call of some kind, which is usually some sort of life complication. So you'll start <laughs> using those gifts. Yes. And, and I got to tell you that um, part of my path, if people don't know, 
in back in 2013, I tripped and fell and had a major knee injury. This is right after, you know, a few months after I met Jane. I had a major knee injury, seven-hour surgery. It stopped me in my path. Uh, and I had a spiritual advisor at that point in time who said to me, he said, you're very intuitive and you're not using your gifts, and this is why you hurt your knee. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Now, I will say most people who are interested in hand analysis do have, you know, at least a gift marking or two. Um, It's just, you know, law of attraction. Um, But and most of my clients, the vast majority have, um, you know, at least a couple. But I got to tell you, finding out what they are changes everything. Finding out your purpose. I mean, Dr. Veronica, you, I think I've told you this before. People cry. They feel so seen and understood like never before. Absolutely. Jane, I got to stop us right here. Jane at precisionwisdom.com. I'm Dr. Veronica. Russell is on as my co-host. This is Wellness for the Real World. We're on 920 The Jersey. This is a wonderful place to be, 920thejersey.com. And if you want to get previous episodes, all you have to do is go to my show page, 920thejersey.com slash Dr. Veronica, and you can get previous shows. This is Wellness for the Real World. What does being overweight cost you? Not being able to climb up that corporate ladder or the stairs? Expensive pills with horrible side effects? I'm Dr. Veronica Anderson, and I invite you to a breakthrough weight loss session. Find out why you have carb cravings. Learn the secrets to reset and rebalance your body naturally without low-calorie diets, exercise, or surgery. Don't pay a price for being fat. Take control. Visit drveronica.com to schedule your free breakthrough session. That's drveronica.com. This is Wellness for the Real World, and I'm Dr. Veronica, medical doctor and medical intuitive. You can reach me at drveronica.com. And on Wellness for the Real World, we want to help you live a better you, live a better life, your purpose, and entertain you also. And so you know that I'm going to say anything, do anything. Some people have been listening to my podcast for a while. And now here they let me on AM radio. How about that? In one of my places where I, ha- I share an alma mater, people who've Googled me and gone to the University of Google, I actually went to Princeton, New Jersey. And so I'm here on 920 The Jersey from Princeton, New Jersey, 920thejersey.com. And we're going to talk about... Doctor's orders today. Now, at this point in my career, I had a traditional medical career, traditional medical doctor. Now I do left field stuff that actually helps people even more now. And there are times when I have people that I'm coaching and everybody has a lot of stress in their life. And I have to make them take off time to come see me. And they don't want to take off time to come see me necessarily. But I make them take off time to come to my office and see me. Now I do coaching over the phone remotely and all that other type of stuff. But there's some people that I'm just like, you have to slow down. And part of your slowing down is you have to come to my office so that we can talk knee to knee. (laughs) Okay. Um, Why do I do that? Because I understand that there's a lot that impacts your health that you're not even thinking about. You're saying, I got stress, I got stress, I got stress. And you know it's making you sick, but you don't know exactly how it's making you sick. And things, diseases of the mind, like stress, can lead to problems in the body, such as cancer. 
Yes, it can. If you believe it, it will happen. You can manifest it in your body. Your fear, anger, and sadness will go into one of your energy systems, sitting there long enough, unresolved, and become a physical illness or an injury. And this is the kind of work that I do with people as a medical intuitive. I help them see what's going on between their spiritual and emotional and then on the other side with their physical and link it together. And I love doing this. It's fascinating even to me now that I even when I do it, it's just fascinating to be able to know somebody's first name, their last initial, their age and their sex, never meet them and to be, a, do, be able to do a reading on them and tell them about them from a physical and a spiritual and emotional standpoint and then be able to give them strategies to begin to change and begin to heal. This is the type of work that I do as a medical intuitive. Um, I'm I'm claircognizant. I'm clairvoyant. This is something that I didn't talk about before. And my not talking about it, as as you might have heard before, it resulted in me having a major knee injury. And one of my spiritual advisors said to me, "This you had this injury because you're not using your intuitive abilities, and they're very strong." Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about why. Maybe your doctor more should be writing prescriptions for you to, I do this about once a month, go to the spa, go fishing, go on vacation, unplug and do all these things. So I have a gentleman here, Dr. Dean Schrock. And Dr. Dean Schrock is the author of a book, Doctor's Orders, Go Fishing. And we're going to talk about doctor's orders, go fishing. But let me just tell you a little bit more about Dr. Schrock, because this man is very learned, as all of my guests are. And he's actually a co-author in a book of Dr. Andrew Weil, who's you know one of the gurus, all of, those, all of us who are in health and wellness follow, inter- integrative oncology. Dr. Andrew Weil, you guys know who he is. Um, and and Dr. Strzok has has written other books such as Why Love Heals and Living and Thriving, a Mind Body Spirit Program for Wellness. And he was the director of mind body medicine for a physician management group of forty cancer centers. So this man, he's a PhD, not an MD, knows probably more than your doctor does about how to manage cancer from the mind, body, spirit way so that you, once you get through the the chemotherapy and the radiation, all that can actually stay well because you're wondering, why did I get sick in the first place? Well, now you know you did. We're going to welcome Dr. Dean Schrock. By the way, I want you guys to know that Russell is there in the background as usual, so he's going to jump in. I know you love hearing his voice like I do. So Dr. Dean (laughs) Schrock, welcome to Wellness for the Real World. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Veronica. Thank you, Russ. So, Dr. Schrock, tell us a little bit about the genesis of this book, Doctor's Orders Go Fishing. Well, I was in this position to develop all psychological services for these cancer centers, and I had worked closely with Dr. Carl Simonton, who was one of the real pioneers of what we call psychosocial oncology. And so I decided to develop a program similar to Dr. Simonton's And it primarily was around the idea of the will to live, helping people uh, find their greatest joy and direction in life. And what I found in working with people is that if I could tell stories and be more um, conversational than just cite research, they were way more responsive. They listened a whole lot better. So I thought about 
um, what these people really loved, and, and we were based in central Pennsylvania where I was actually born, and I knew of all things the value of deer hunting. In fact, <laughs> the, um, the first week of, of uh, November. deer season, yeah, it's always the Monday following Thanksgiving, yeah. that weekend, they actually close public schools in most of Pennsylvania for people to go buck hunting. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and what was really fascinating, Dr. Veronica, was that in our cancer centers in Pennsylvania is that we could lose up to two-thirds of our patients uh, that first week of buck season because people, I don't care how sick they were or whatever, they were going to be in the woods. So anyhow, I, I quickly realized if I told them, to go fishing, or, or rather than deer hunting, I came up with fishing because it was a more serene image My where I lived, actually. I believe this, I was living in a town called Fisherman's Paradise. <laughs> I know. So there, there were people fly fishing behind my house in the biggest trout stream in Pennsylvania, Spring Creek, all the time. And it was just this perfect image of, like you were saying earlier, stop and smell the roses. Do what brings you great joy and meaning. And so that became my mantra. And people really caught on such that when I would see them even years later, if I hadn't seen them for a while, they would come up to me and say, oh, Dr. Schrock, I'm going fishing. And so I knew my message had gotten through. And even though it sounded like maybe an odd title for a book, I thought, no, that's got to be the title. So that's why I came up with Doctor's Orders Go Fishing. People, as you've already said, really need to slow down and do much more of what brings them great joy and meaning in their life. One question about that. I, people are listening. I'm here. We're, we're in a fast-paced northeast, the Philadelphia, New York area, where people feel that they don't have the luxury to even slow down. Even people who have their finances in order and what they consider to be a solid job um, or position don't feel that they can. So how do you advise those of us who feel like I just can't slow down because life will leave me behind, really, if I do slow down. Yeah. Well, what I did was explain to them when they were, uh, however, informed that they had cancer and told that here were their options for treatment, whether that was radiation, chemotherapy, or surgery, I said, almost certainly you didn't say I'm too busy to your doctor or to your family or whomever else. You, and if it were radiation, for example, took off your life for about six weeks. You, if you had to miss work, you missed work. Whatever you did, you adjusted your schedule to get to those treatments. The point is that it's always a matter of priorities. You will do what you honestly believe you need to do. And so that's how I started to get their attention was beyond that I had more time to really teach them about when you're busy doing what you like to do, you tend to forget your aches and pains, and then about psychoneuroimmunology and so forth, and that how they feel honestly registers in their bodies, and more specifically in their immune system, and that you can ignore me, you can ignore this, but it will come back and bite you. So you've, you had some surprises that you discovered when you're teaching your wellness programs to cancer patients and their family. What are those surprises? Well, the first big one, Dr. Veronica, was that they thought this was too selfish, not just that they were too busy to stop and do this, but that it just didn't fit their somehow social conditioning, that everybody else and everything else is supposed to come first. So I had to really then 
think about that and explain to them why this was really essential. This wasn't some kind of luxury or some immoral or inappropriate behavior. And so I developed what I called the idea of having them think about their needs and that they will get them met appropriately or inappropriately, but they will get them met. For example, if someone has a cold or the flu, we tend to say that um, the reason they got the cold or the flu is because their body's telling them they really needed to slow down, slow down or rest. Yes. And that, they always came up that. And so I say the implication is that had you slowed down or rested, you might not have gotten the cold or flu. And I gave them lots more examples like that, that indeed if you ignore your needs, they will come back and, and express themselves in a way, and usually through your health, if you don't do that. And it can absolutely include something as serious as uh, cancer or chronic pain or any other disease process. I, I happen to value intuition as well and the process in helping people go inside and connect with their own inner wisdom and the deeper reasons for why people get sick. And I would say the most common thing that's come up is the idea of joy, is that people have lost joy in their lives. And so they can say this is too selfish or they're too busy, but I know too much about this. If they ignore it, that it will manifest in their bodies in some way. Yes, and so I just got to tag on to that. Um, you have those health-harming emotions. There's every emotion that you have boils down to five emotions. There are three that are health-harming and two that are health-promoting. The health-harming emotions are fear, anger, and sadness. And the health-promoting emotions are love and joy. And so we're in a country where we're spending the most money in the world per person on health care, yet we rank number 50 among countries in health status. I believe it's because we're really angry <laughs> in this country. And we don't, we, that, that love and joy, we don't have a lot of love and joy. How many examples do we see of love and joy? And so I believe what you're saying, Dr. Schrock, is you need more love and, we need more love and joy. And once we have more love and joy, we're going to be healthier. But I want to ask, when we put it this way, people say, well, you're blaming the victim. How can you say that we, we, we made ourselves sick? What do you say to that, Dr. Schrock? Well, you know, it's like when we were younger and uh, we thought it was actually cool to smoke cigarettes and we had no idea about trans fats and other foods and how unhealthy they can be. And so uh, do we, now that we know better, do we, do, do we feel guilty for having you know, not you know, done something we didn't understand or know anything about? We can deny the, the, the fact of how these things affect us, nutrition, exercise, poor stress management, it, but that doesn't change the fact of it. So rather than focus on what you've been doing and then feel guilty about it, is to now focus on what can I do to change this. And it's always about improving our odds. You know, I, Joe, forgive me, you know, with physicians, when, you know, people would go to doctors and do you remember when they signed their name in blood? I guarantee you'll get well if you get this treatment. And hopefully it makes them laugh and they appreciate. No, it's always about improving your odds. And so that's why the way I teach, I like to say that. I won't guarantee people if they do what I teach that they're going to get better, but I will guarantee that they'll increase their odds. I know too much about the placebo effect, for example. 
that what people really believe and expect, in fact, is going to come true one-third of the time so that you can get whatever medical treatment you want. But the greatest reason why, my opinion and my experience, is that you respond to that treatment is because your belief in that treatment or the person administrating it and so forth. So it's just, it's a fact of life. And I, I just do my best to help people understand that there are things you can do that will help you and there are things you can do that are going to work against you. <laughs> the mind is so powerful. And you are listening to Wellness for the Real World on 920 The Jersey. You can find us on 920thejersey.com. You can get shows on demand. I'm Dr. Veronica, medical doctor and medical intuitive, proudly here with Dr. Schrock, his book, Doctor's Orders Go Fishing. He's telling us about what you're thinking and feeling and doing that you you got to relax more you want to be well you got to relax more you got to figure it out it's a prescription for you russell what say you about all this well hello there dr schrock this is very interesting stuff um i am uh, curious um back when you started developing this uh this wellness program um what moved you to do that? Were you already starting to see um, patterns in different patients about who got better? Was, was, this, uh, was this noticeable to you and that spurred you to start studying it more, more scientifically? Or were you, did you start with the science looking for items that improve people's chances? Yeah. You know, actually, this might surprise you, Russ, but... Uh, before I went back to graduate school, I had uh, worked with a man who had been psychic all of his life and had developed his own self-help-related program. And the primary thrust of his program was teaching people how to manifest love, how to have more love in their life, to live love. And it was through that process of teaching and working with him and studying and developing my own intuition that I knew that I needed to go back and study this. And honestly, initially, I still doubted the power of the mind. I used to call it Walt Disney. All you have to do is wish upon a star and your dream comes true. It was honestly offensive to me initially. But the more I studied and the more I worked with this, and then especially after all the, about 10 years of teaching this self-help program and then interning with uh, Carl Simonton, that I knew that there was something to this. There was no reservations about that. And because, fortunately, and, and surprisingly to some extent with all of these physicians, uh, but the head of all of this gave me re really free reign to develop this program. Uh, I was able to teach it, and patients responded very, very well. So then the doctors liked it, and one thing led to another. And then Penn State University Actually, someone in their biobehavioral health department researched what we were doing and found that it actually improved survival for, with cancer. Okay, so let's talk about that survival in cancer. That's really important because people who have cancer or have had cancer, that's what you're concerned about, living longer. So let's talk about how love and cancer are connected. I, I would say not just cancer. I want to say a disease process or a breakdown in the body, but this is where it becomes a little more theoretical or metaphysical uh, unless, you know, you can bring in quantum physics to help appreciate the fact that 
underlying all of physical reality, there is this quantum field that, for example, uh, Dr. David Bohm, who, who taught at Princeton University, a theoretical physicist, said that this energy field is really one of harmony and order. Essentially, you could call it a field of love. And when you are resonating with this core fact of who we are, then you are operating most efficiently. And so let me give you an example of maybe that's a little more practical. In electricity, when we attempt to measure the flow of it, we actually use an ohm meter, and in that process we're actually measuring the resistance to the flow of that electricity. There's the term in phase. When we say electricity is flowing in phase, it means it's flowing with the least amount of resistance. And that's what I believe happens when we are exposed to love and loving behavior and experiences, that it is now resonating with this core of the universe and who we are, and therefore the least resistance to the flow of this life force energy that has been given many names throughout history. So whether we call it a life force or ki, chi, whatever, and therefore, I believe, honestly, health is just a byproduct allow, aligning when we align ourselves with this core energy of the universe and, and, the, and the core truth of who we are. Okay, so let me ask this. One of the observations that a lot of people have made about cancer patients, people who have cancer, is there's been a, a couple things. One is a lot of them at one time or another have had a, a death wish. And the other part of it is that these people are having a, you know, this is a seventh energy system problem up in the top of the chakra, a crisis of of faith, a crisis of being connected to the source, um, but also more than anything, a lack of self-love. What would you say about that? Well, with self-love, I think you've hit the nail on the head to be certain, but the way I define self-love is the idea of aligning yourself with the truth of who you are. As I said earlier, in, in helping people go within and really ask their heart or their own inner wisdom or their soul what's really going on, the biggest factor that came up is uh, the, the lack of joy in their lives. And another thing that I can say more specifically about breast cancer... Oh, is you're that reading my mind here. <laughs> I'm sorry? You're reading my mind. I was thinking about, say something about breast cancer. Go on. Yeah. Okay, no, this is my opinion and my experience. But that um, sometimes we use the term target organ. Why, when cancer expresses itself in the body, does it express as, uh, say, colon cancer or breast cancer or lung cancer? And what I have found is that uh, the breast I call the, the nurturing organ and so with many women who I worked with, they were really, uh, truly uh, examples of people who did what everyone else wanted. They were the stereotype of, um, I'm the mother, I'm the wife, and everybody else comes first. And in that process of denying herself, then that's where the illness was going to manifest. In shamanism, uh, there's a great belief that everything is connected and that Symptoms are what I call benevolent messengers. They're just ways to get your attention to let you know that something's out of balance in your life. And so it's going to manifest some way, somewhere, somehow. And whether there is a relationship to where in the body or what type of disease um, is, you know, is the underlying issue, 
Um, sometimes I don't see that direct correlation, but there's no question, as you said, when you're exp- experiencing anger or holding on to resentment and other negative feelings or emotions, you're going to interfere with the flow of the life force energy, and it's going to exp- express itself one way or another. Yes, and, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, its breasts are in the fourth energy system, the fourth chakra. Notice it's around your heart chakra. And so if you notice that if you're a woman and you you're, have been through breast cancer, if you do not fix what was the underlying spiritual and emotional issue that was going on that led to the cancer in the first place, it's not just about what's going on physical. Your mind and your body, your mind shifts what's going on in your body to allow the cancer to take root there and to tell you something's going on and it's time to change. And so you can fix the cancer. You can get chemo and radiation and say you're cured. But guess what? You don't fix what's going on in that heart chakra area. You'll have a heart attack or you'll have a lung problem or you'll have lymphedema or you'll have a problem with your shoulders or you'll have a problem in that part of your back. You will have a problem that will manifest when one thing gets fixed, something else will break down if you do not do something to shift the spiritual aspects that were going on, that fear, anger, and sadness that allowed your physiology to change must be shifted to love and joy. And for women with breast cancer, you have to put more joy into loving you and doing for you without guilt or shame that you're doing that. And so it's wonderful that you're a mother and you're a nurturer because this is the wonderful gift that the universe gave us as women. It gave all of us as women, most of us. Some people, you can't do it, and that's a whole other topic. Um, but it gave us the ability to be nurturers and lovers and things like that. But if you overdo it for other people and don't do it enough for yourself, and then you feel guilty about yourself, and a lot of times you're not um, you know, even thinking this way or ashamed to think this way, you don't fix it. It's going to manifest someplace else in that same energy system. So the power of the heart. You have some involvement in this book, The Power of the Heart. Tell us a little bit about that. We're getting towards wrapping up time. So I just want to get a little bit in about The Power of the Heart. Tell us about that. Okay. Well, a fella named Baptiste de Pop um, was at a point in his life where he was asking a question. Okay, what do I really want to do with my life? and then found himself asking the question, well, maybe I should be asking, what does life want from me? And the idea of listening to his heart, like when we meditate, and what is the information that comes through from our heart telling us what would really bring us the greatest joy and happiness and health in our lives. And so he went around the world uh, about five or six years ago interviewing um, what he called the greatest spiritual teachers and and uh, people who otherwise were inspirational in their messages. And I was fortunate to be included among the 18, um, Maya Angelou and Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra and Marianne Williamson. And so he recorded um, and put on a video, a DVD, uh, these messages and a couple of other wonderful stories. But in the book titled The Power of the Heart, he uh, had uh, statements from all of these people talking about the importance of really listening to our soul or our heart and letting it guide us. And I'm certain in my work and experience that that is the thing we need to do. As you and I are so trained in science and value science, and I still do, but I also know that 
there is a deeper wisdom that comes from within. And uh, very pleased then to be part of this really best-selling international book and help Baptiste and spread this message of the power of your heart and the importance of listening to your heart. And in in a 30-second answer, can you reconcile intuition with science? Well, firstly, there actually is a great deal of science. It's just that on the surface, it's the, the uh, intuition is an, the antithesis of uh, science because science says everything has to be objectively measurable, where intuition is more feeling-based and something you learn to trust. And I've been doing this for almost 40 years now, so over time I've really learned to trust when I get a message a certain way or it feels a certain way and how it comes in. So I just know from a great deal of personal experience and I don't ask people necessarily to believe a thing I say. I just express my experiences and my opinions and why. And then it's up to other people if they want to follow this ages-old message of listening to your heart. Go within. Follow your bliss. These messages have been there a long time, and I, I encourage people to hopefully give them a chance in their lives. Wonderful. So this is Dr. Dean Schrock we've been talking to. His website, deanschrock.com. I'm Dr. Veronica on Wellness for the Real World with my co-host, Russell. We are on 920 The Jersey, 920thejersey.com, broadcasting from beautiful Princeton, New Jersey. And if you want to get me, drveronica.com is my website, drveronica.com. No, don't write out the whole doctor. Do how you know it. Go for the shortcut, drveronica.com. I love bringing you these interesting guests like Dr. Dean Schrock. I thank you, Dr. Schrock. This is Wellness for the Real World. Tune in next time.